Welcome back to the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Poston, with my co-host, Jay Peters, where we talk about various topics, sharing our experiences on life and finance. What's up, man? What's going on? Not much. Another week, huh? Another week, another week. Yeah. How's things going? Uh, you know, they're kind of up and down at the moment. So, like, I think I kind of talked about it in the last podcast where I had, like, a, a renter coming by and stuff. But it turns out that, you know, they weren't able to pay. So, like, I'm in this uh, situation where I have to I have to evict them now because they're not communicating with me anymore. I was able to get them on the phone for, like, like a few minutes to kind of go over the situation. And I'm trying to help them out, just trying to get some sort of agreement saying that, hey, we can break the lease and stuff. But since they haven't provided me any notice and I haven't, and they haven't provided any like mutual agreement between us, that's like my only course of action is to go through the eviction process. So I'm going to start that here either today or tomorrow. But yeah, throughout that, and I was talking to like an attorney this past week too, getting some advice on that stuff. So yeah, I'm going to start doing that this, uh, this upcoming week and hopefully I can also re-rent the, the unit out here soon. Okay. Yeah. But they, they never really moved in, right? No, dude, they, they didn't move in. They didn't request any keys. Yeah, no, just, and they, they just hasn't, haven't communicated. Like, I understand their, their situation. They were expecting to receive certain, like, substance or, or assistance yeah. to, to do, like, a move-in, at least. Um, And they didn't receive it. So, like, two days before they were supposed to move in, they just told me that, hey, we won't be able to make it, make the payments. And, but they didn't say they wanted to break the lease. They actually stated that they did not want to break the lease because they didn't want to have a broken lease on their record. I don't think they realize that an eviction is worse than a broken lease. So yeah, I don't uh, think I don't think they understand how it works because all they have to do is really pay the pay the fee to bring the lease. Yeah, and that's it. Because I've I've had to do it before. You pay the fee, you get that's how you get out of the lease. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't I don't know, but it's, it's just gotten to this point. To where, like, dude, I've, I've tried to hit them up like almost daily. So a couple times, I'd give them some time to at least like take their time to respond, but they never did. So I followed up with them as much as possible via email, via text, via phone calls, voicemails, whatever it yeah. was. Nah, and it's just we're just at this point now. So yeah, yeah. nah, that, that's crazy. But I mean, it's it's an experience though that you, you uh, now you learn something new. Yeah, yeah. And then try to get uh, other renters in the the room we're living in before this place. So. I actually got a decent amount of applications for that or applicants for that. So just working that out right now. Hopefully I have someone in moved into that place this week. And then I might end up doing that for this place too, man. Instead of renting the entire place out, just do a buy the room type of deal. Yeah. Because uh, that seems to have worked out a little bit better. Profitability wise, a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hey, hopefully everything gets worked out. I, I, you're, I think you're still in a good situation. They never moved in. So the, your place is not at risk. Nobody can yeah. uh, damage anything, which I, yeah. you know, like I said, if you listen to uh, other podcasts or listen or go on YouTube and listen to people's horror stories about like uh, when they actually have to kick people out of the house yeah. like, versus like just get them to, you know, legally break the lease, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so like, they, yeah, they have all these horror stories where people like, you know, pouring cement down the toilet, stuff like that, you know, where they're yeah. messing up the drain. Dude, that's uh, crazy. So put in, yeah. For uh, what is that? Uh, putting holes in the wall. You know, it's just just randomly doing stuff, or just at that point where they just gave up. They leave all their things there, and yeah. then we got yeah, and then you got to go through the process of cleaning all that mess out and fixing anything that they left behind, and yeah. So like yeah, it there's it, definitely worse situations. Yours is not as bad. It's just a, a freaking headache, you know. Cause like that, yeah, and that's all it's really been like this entire wake up just have this and it's more like thoughts and stuff. I'm like man, like because yeah. I haven't really gone through this. Like, I, I kind of went through like a, a couple years ago when I had a roommate that they just ended up leaving. Yeah, and they didn't pay that one sprint either, and they didn't like they didn't break their lease. They were just say, hey, I'm leaving. Yeah, that's it. So uh, so yeah, dealing with that was kind of okay, but it was such a small blow at that time that I didn't care. Yeah. So. But this one, like, yeah, now it's costing me to yeah. to not have this person. So, but yeah, no, so I, so I just need like an attorney just to validate some of the things that I that I needed to know or needed to do. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, that's what that's what's going on so far. Yeah, yeah, man. And I guess I guess uh, for me, well, we're we're working out where we're getting into a personal property. Uh, mm. So, and we're actually doing a new build now. How did how did that showing go the other day? Uh, the what now? The showing that he went to last week. The show uh, huh? yeah. the house. Oh, the model oh the model homes you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they they've uh sorry for the Blake, Blake, because uh I I think I forgot I, I 
told you. But yeah, we went to, so it was the Bernie area and it was, yeah. the homes were nice, just out of our price range. Cause I definitely didn't want to spend what they were talking about spending. But he said it wasn't to, to purchase his home. He would say it was more as a visual. He was like, he wanted to, he wanted us to see what their, their builder can offer. Mm -hmm. So, and, uh, you can actually get those same features in whatever price point home that you're in. And that's how they, that's how they were doing it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So the homes that, yeah, he showed were, were actually, uh, really cool. One was a single floor that was super spacious. I'm trying to remember the square footage for it. Cause it was 41. It was because it was a 70 foot lot and I think it was something, something around 4,100 square feet, but it was, yeah, it was super spacious. The, uh, garage was a three car garage with a lot of room. The master bedroom had a lot of room with big walk-in closets. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, the, the, the kids rooms would be large, it had, uh, what's that office it Had the uh, dining room area. Had a large kitchen, also like more of a we call it, butler's pantry. Like yeah, and, uh, also you you instead of just having a laundry room, it was more of a utility room. So you would you can actually walk in there and close it off so nobody can see it if you don't want them to see it. Yeah, and uh, the the yard wasn't bad. It actually the patio covered patio was uh, really nice. Actually, a good setup uh, if you wanted to set up a outdoor kitchen or just uh, encase your grill into stone, whatever it is, right? It actually, yeah. So no, it was a really really nice home. But the point was, he wanted us to see what we could get in in the home that that we were we were talking about purchasing. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, but then you know he had to do the salesman side too, right? He's like, oh, but it's also for sale, you know, like it's so like, yeah, but not for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah I because it's, it's bad enough just like already working my brain out to to even go to the price point that we're going now, and because I know we're 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 not doing it to keep up with the Joneses, we're doing it to go to a better school system. That's a lot a lot of times how you see it. They then they know that's what families look for, and that's yeah. why they that's why they do that. They put the the better homes near the good schools. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh so that that's kind of like where we are. Is just you know already got approved for what uh, what we're looking for. So we did that the pre qual. They said we're good to go to start a contract. Start you know went through that process actually uh, yesterday to Saturday, and uh, so far everything looks pretty good. You know gave the earnest money all that good stuff. Only thing I was it was funny because I didn't want to do a check. I, I don't like I don't like messing around with checks because the account that I have checks for I normally don't keep money in those <laughs> yeah it's usually money goes to uh either what do you call it a high interest rate savings account or it goes into some type of brokerage fund or something like that it never it never sits in a checking account or yeah yeah so which doesn't make sense to keep money in your checking account unless you're about to pay for something or buy something that's and in my mind that's how you see it because you don't earn any money on that the bank yeah. does though when yeah. you hold your money in an account a bank earns money on you even though they give you a very small percentage of it yeah. so any money that you just keep lingering in something that you're not earning interest on they're they're lending it out to somebody else at a higher rate that they're receiving money mm. Yeah, like, yeah but, and, and that's the thing when you start to learn you're like okay well then i'm gonna put my money somewhere well, I can earn something too. If I, if it, it's going to be a mutual agreement, you know, it's not going to be one sided. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's only one of the detriments, dude. I will say, like, there, there's been a book that I've been reading. It, it's a, it's literally, it's a, I guess, a chapter book or like a children's chapter book. But I remember reading it when I was a kid, and it's uh, by an author named Andrew Clemens, and the book's called Lunch Money. And yeah. It's actually a really good, good book to read at a younger age. And because like the very beginning of it is about like this kid, like really young who starts just, you know, doing things that, you know, his brothers didn't want to do like chores around the house. And so like his parents would pay him instead of the brothers or the brothers would pay him to get some of the like money from the chores. And what he ended up doing would be like, he would lend out his money to his brothers and then he would like charge him interest on the money he was lending out. So like, say if it was like five bucks, like they wanted like, let's say like a comic book or, or something from like a shop, he would give him five bucks. So he's like, well, but now you owe me interest and you got to pay that back. So it was just funny how like he was like hustling his brothers to where like he would do their chores just to get the money. He yeah. would help them get stuff with the money he earned and they would have to owe him more interest <laughs> on the money. So yeah, well, that, that's pretty cool though. Like he, he's like his own bank. And, and that's what he's doing for like a long time. And he would just keep his money like in the house. Like he would just kind of stash it in like different books and stuff. And yeah. There's a one where you're like, and he was like great school at this time. And 
he had like three grand saved up just like in random books and like it wasn't until like his dad found the money that his dad told him that he should put this in a bank and stuff like that and dude, it was just it's it's a it's a it was a good book like and it has like a good audio book on on audible there's also like an interview with the author like how he came up with with the topic and stuff like that and i thought it was a good a good interview at the end of it too so yeah what's the name of it again it's called uh lunch money by andrew clements okay yeah definitely i want to check that out that's that that seems pretty cool. And, and the thing is, like, I mean, because like a lot of people, they'll, they'll ask, like, like what got other people into money or, like, what got you into, like, finances and stuff like that. And I can never really, like, pinpoint it. I mean, of course, I could just say it was, like, because, you know, my parents didn't have money or, like, lived without money. So, like, that was just, like, something I gravitated towards was to, to gain more money, to gain more wealth, to try to just make more. So, like, I remember, like, for some reason, I was thinking back and I was, like, one of the last times I read like a, a book in my like grade school was that book, and I don't know why I just enjoyed that book a lot. But yeah, I did. Yeah, speaking on books, I, I still it, it's taking me forever to read it because what I'm doing is trying to form my habit of reading at night or finding mm. space to read. Uh, I'm reading a book where it was by David or by David Green, and it was a uh, was it long distance real estate. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm working on or reading. And then uh, the other book that I I just purchased uh, is because I was listening listening to a podcast and I thought it sounded pretty cool. It's called Atomic Habits, and uh, that was mm. another one. I, I hadn't started that yet, but I, I had it ready to go so I could get ready to read it. And basically, he just like uh, ways to create good habits. Uh, you know, you know, everything starts with just a little bit of something, right? You can't, uh, you know, sometimes you can't build muscle, you know, in the gym. By trying to pump out three hours of workout, sometimes you gotta. Yeah. It's it's thirty minutes or it's ten minutes to get started. You know, because because yeah. you can actually fatigue your muscles in ten minutes. I've been proving that to myself by yeah. forming my new habit of like, okay, you missed the gym. Here, you got weights at home. Here, put some work in. So in ten minutes, uh, max. You know, you're not maxing out in weight, but you're maxing out in rep to uh, make your arms or legs or whatever it is tired. Which you, in a sense, you're still tearing down those muscles and building them back up. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. So it's just something else that you know I'm doing because most people, it's hard to to do these things on a regular without forming some type of habit for it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I've seen the, the book Atomic Habits pop up on my Audible. And stuff as like something because you listen to this. There's yeah. There's also like these books. That was one of them. So yeah, let me, let me know how, how it is, and I might grab it as well. Yeah, I, I mean the guy when I was listening to him, I was like, it's, it sounded good. It sounded like something that was uh, it would be worth my time because I'm always trying to figure out how to develop a habit because you want to accomplish these goals, but sometimes it's it's hard because then you're because you're going like, oh, I don't have time. But if you if you took ten minutes and started something, like what would it lead to? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, and then like, if you did that 10 minutes every day, what would it lead to? You know? Yeah. And that's a lot of things. Like uh, a lot of people feel like a lot of habits, they have to take a lot of time. Yeah. And they really don't. And they, I, I've looked, I've listened to like a few things and stuff. And one of the things is like uh, the two minute rule as in, yeah. if you could do something in two minutes, then just do it right then. Like don't even think about like how, like how to do it. Right. Yeah. As in like, like for example, like loading a dishwasher doesn't take that long. So just do it. Right? Yeah. Like, Cleaning up like counters on a kitchen doesn't take that long. Just so just do it. Like maybe cleaning out a fridge, like tossing out stuff doesn't take that long. So just do it. Yeah. There, there's certain things that like those those habits that you don't necessarily have to plan inside your your time frame or inside your life. It's just because you're right there and you have that those two minutes to do something. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, that, that sounds good, man. All right. Well, I guess we can get into our uh, topic for today. Yep. Fail fast to succeed quicker. Uh, yeah, but I, I like this topic. This is uh, your topic. Uh, did you want to explain it? Yeah, so, I mean, so one of the, the big misconceptions to be just in general is that it takes time to learn something or it takes a lot of time to learn something. So, so one of the things that a lot of people will say that for some reason they can't get a job is because they don't have the experience, as in like the amount of years doing a specific position to get something, or they don't have degree or whatever it is right so um but i've met and i've interviewed a lot of people that have x amount of years in a position but that doesn't mean they are one they're good at it and two they actually know how to do the next position right uh so i've always disliked those requirements on on jobs specifically on professional life specifically but what i've got has helped me a lot 
is just doing something and expecting to fail. And when it does fail, just kind of, you know, like just take the punches, take the licks, take the punches and kind of deal with that pain, you know, deal with getting better. Don't let it, you know, cripple you. Don't let it make you feel weak because you weren't able to get it done in the, in the first place or in the first attempt. But I think personally, I've grown a lot just from doing that, just from always trying to do something and expecting failure. And then one failure happens, just kind of take it to the next step, just, you know, continuing on. Yeah. More of that learning experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think we, we place too much fear on the failure and not on the, the success behind the, the failure. Right. Uh, I mean, that's something I, when I was reading Robert Kiyosaki's books, uh, a lot of times how he looked at failure as a learning experience. And mm. that's when I started changing my mind frame about it too. Cause that was the thing you, you place so much fear on the failure, you'll never get started. Like, uh, you want to invest your money, but you're so afraid you're going to lose your money. Well, mm. like, okay, so then start with a little bit. What, what happens then? And then you realize, okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Okay, yes, I do lose money, but maybe I shouldn't put all my eggs in one basket. Or, you know, it's uh, it, it's the same with real estate. Maybe I shouldn't buy too many properties at one time or or come up with a way to create my own safety net so when uh, someone doesn't pay rent or if things start to break or hey, the uh, things have changed in the economy. So people can't afford that this high rent. Right? So everything you have to do, you got to learn from it, adjust to it, and then you keep moving forward. So that's I, um, that's why I really like this topic. Uh, it's just like the outline. Yeah, a lot on the outline. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm. But uh, yes. Yeah, no, but it's, it, it's really cool. Uh, and I mean, honestly, uh, you should definitely take the lead on like which one, which points that you really want to hit on this because we got we, we got a lot on this. Yeah, know. yeah, no doubt. So yeah, so kind of getting into it, right? So so one of the points I put on here is just like like I said in the last podcast, I enjoy defining things because if it's defined, then there's a mutual understanding between everyone, whether you're participating in the conversation or just listening into it. So like feeling fast and often, uh, it's a concept that refers to the idea of potentially failing quickly and frequently. In order to learn and improve, that's why I'm emphasizing the importance of taking risks, trying new things, and learning from mistakes in order to achieve success. The idea is that by failing quickly and frequently, individuals and organizations can learn from their mistakes and make adjustments or pivot to new strategies more efficiently, thus increasing their chances of success in the long run. It's just a, a in my opinion, it's a good mindset that encourages experimentation, learning, and, and iteration. Yeah. So, and like kind of talking about, like you said. Uh, bringing up real estate and like we were kind of talking about earlier me having to go through an eviction right i think that's i know that can be saying seen as a failure right a lot of people can say like well now you have an eviction that's why i wouldn't become a landlord right that's why i wouldn't you know get into real estate because it's too risky to not have someone to to rent out your space or not rent your space and not pay rent and stuff like that so i i mean just taking it as a Another lesson or another something to have in the book, yeah. something to take notes on, maybe information I can pass on to you all uh, that are listening or just to people around them that, you know, it, it is a tough situation and it's, but it's just something you kind of have to go through. Yeah. Nah, like I said before, yeah, your, your situation isn't as bad. Uh, you're, you're still in a good position. You still have your place and nobody's de- destroying it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I definitely believe in that, that do as much as you can. And then you see what works, right? Because you don't know if you'll fail. You may actually succeed because the fact is, if you feel like you're going to fail, then you're probably going to plan a little bit better, right? Uh, I remember, I probably said it before on the podcast, my nephew, when he turned 18, graduated high school, I gave him a letter along with some money for his graduation gift. And the letter was like, it was like lessons, lessons I learned or like things I would do if I was 18. The whole point behind that was just to give him a little bit of like a, of a guideline. And that was the thing. I never got that as a, as a kid, as a teenager, anything. I didn't get like a guideline of how, how something you should try something. And one of the, the items on that list, it, it was, uh, take more risk. And the reason why at a, such a young age, like 18, your responsibilities are super low. Your expenses are super low. And as you try more and more things and you fell at them, guess what? You bounce about bounce back a whole lot quicker than a person who has all these other uh, situations. If a person has uh, family, kids, uh, a lot of a lot of other people that depend on them, it could be more households that depend on. As soon as people start stacking on the responsibility, the fear builds on not mm. wanting to try things. And if you don't make a decision on how can I mitigate those fears, then you'll stay, you know, more in that analysis paralysis or or just stuck 
want and and you feel depressed or whatever and you feel like I'm not going anywhere but but guess what if you make a little bit of a plan and get out of it hey I think you can move forward but the whole point of why I gave my nephew that is just like hey try something you know and it also kind of leads leads you down a path where all right well I'm I'm getting gaining more experiences now I know what I want to do with my life versus like when you stay more stagnant you still you come unsure about who you are what do you want to do so like but a person who kind of bounces around experience life uh, I I don't care if you go to another country experience that just yeah. try something and guess what you you will start to build that new person that's why I like when I was listening to I think it was Grant Cardone and he was talking about picking up and leaving moving somewhere else I think it was another book also that talked about the same thing just like just pick up and leave move somewhere else and it would create new experiences and it also it it makes you adjust to wherever you're going because when you realize you don't have that same backing you know have family right down the street you don't have those same friends down the street you start to become a a, a whole new person and you become yeah. more of a more mature person because you got to look out for yourself. Yeah, and I think it's because you're you're finding yourself, right? If you don't, yeah, you don't have all these other people that have been around your life the entire time, kind of forming your your personality, your person, you, right, your identity. You kind of go out, you, you experience more. You kind of feel that you know maybe there are certain things that you didn't like to do or things that you you continue to enjoy to do, but it wasn't the people that were around you that influenced you. Or yeah. things that you kind of came up with yourself, or came up because of the initial experiences you had. Yeah, so that's that's exactly how, yeah that's that's how I feel about it, and that's why when I hear anyone say anything about just pick up and leave because I did it, kind of always resonates, and I'm like, yeah, no, you should do that. Yeah. But it, it but a lot of people are fearful to leave, like just leave, and I'm like, if your expenses are low, if your responsibility is low, your chances of filling are slim. Yeah, like. But everyone thinks oh, you got very little, very little to lose. Yeah, and like like what you got maybe a car to lose. That's yeah, it. like but other than that, like you like you said, very things are very low. So you can experiment. You can take a little bit more risk, take a little bit more chances when you're at that point. Yeah, I mean, literally, like you said, I think that was the only thing I I I, I jacked my credit up. Guess what? There's ways around it. There's ways to figure out how to get your credit back, even before the seven years. You know, they call it the seven years of bad luck. You can figure out how to get your credit back before the end. Uh, it, it just it'll take planning. It'll take you yeah. talking to the creditors. It'll take you know, it it just takes effort, but it was effort well worth it. New experience. Now I know how to fix my credit if it goes back. I know how to pass that on to my children. Hey, mm -hmm. don't do this. Hey, if it does happen, do this. You know, yeah. or, or I can help a, a friend out. Uh, I mean, either way it goes, I, all the experiences, they they turned into something. So, all yeah. right. I definitely agree with that. Kind of continuing on is like, so the reason why I, I say fail fast is because when you fail fast and quick, it reduces the amount of time because you can always fail at some point in time. Like we were kind of talking about that where like you can fail when you're 18, you can fail when you're 28, when you're 30, whatever it is, right? Whatever age it is. But in my opinion, the, the more failures you take when you're 18 reduces the amount of failures you have to take when you're 20, reduces the amount of failures you have to take when you're 30, and stuff like that. And like some of that uh, said it was saying that what you're doing when you fail early is that you're paying out ignorance. As in, you're just paying down the amount of knowledge you don't know, the amount of experiences that you didn't have a lot quicker, right? And then failing slowly would be the opposite. As in, say you stayed in the same place for your entire life. Say you never went out to experience much of anything. But say, you know, you do end up having kids. They might have those experiences later on that you may not be able to help them, right? There's things like that. Or you may meet someone that you need to help then you just don't have that experience or that information to help them and i think it just helps like the overall community when people go out and they experience things especially at a younger age so that they can bring back that knowledge and, and help the overall community grow yeah no that's a that's a good way to put failing just paying down that it because yeah you don't know till you know right oh. uh, yeah i didn't know that i felt well it i guess it's not a, something cool to know about uh getting your car repossessed but like you, yeah finding out in texas if you miss your payment day one they ha actually have the right to to take your vehicle i didn't know that i mean even though that wasn't a situation actually the bank stretched it out a lot longer than that but knowing that they could do it is like okay that kind of makes it a little bit a little bit more scary 
to why you would want to uh, make sure you pay everything on time besides the fact that it damages your credit. It's like, oh, well, if they have the right to do that, which I, I doubt a bank wants to do that that quick because it's an asset they probably can't do anything with. <laughs> like, I mean, besides turn around and resell it, but then probably under the value. But it all pays down at some point ignorance, right? Yeah. And you, you build a new person after that, a person with knowledge. Because, yeah, as, as you pointed out before, ignorance is more of a, just a not knowing type of thing. It's not when someone says ignorant, like, as in um, it sounds like, okay, you're calling someone stupid or whatever, right? Right, yeah. But but it's more meant that you don't know what you don't know. You just don't know it. And that's yeah. all it means. And then as you keep building, putting, putting as in a sense, building that foundation, stacking the bricks up, then you, you're actually or you're building a solid foundation of a strong person. Who knows how to handle new situations as they keep coming to you. Yeah. And then the people that you kind of impart that knowledge into, you can build their foundation quicker or yep. maybe even better than you. Right. And then that's the entire point of like, for me, growing in general is that you can grow the people around you, you can grow the generations after you. And so to me, you know, just overall life better to like, they can, uh, things will grow faster. Technological advancements can, uh, improve a lot more. Uh, or they have the ability to improve a lot more, I should say. Yeah, just experiences can be a lot better. Kind of like the opposite, or similar to the, like paying out of ignorance is like the opportunity cost, right? So opportunity cost refers to the potential benefits that an individual or organization may have missed out due to choosing a particular action strategy. So uh, when they fail slowly, or when a person fails slowly, they continue to invest time, resources, and energy into something that continues to fail or a strategy despite the, the clear signs of failure. This means they're not able to pivot to new strategies or opportunities that may be more successful. Yeah, no, definitely, uh, again, definitely a good good topic, like I said, because that is a, a true thing. You When you burn too much time uh, worried about the, the last thing that you were doing versus like just jumping to the next thing, okay, that didn't work, let me go to the next thing. Or or even, I mean, say if you did want to sink uh, some some time into it to actually figure the situation out, I mean, it also again builds that 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 foundation. I think uh, we're going to talk about it at some point in here, but we were talking about how if you you know slowly build up to it. Uh, but yeah, man, again, yeah, this this is good, yeah. So uh, again, an example, at least for like personal examples, like you know, we work at IT and stuff, and there's times where, like where you don't if you don't know the system. If you don't know what's going on around, if you don't know what the problem is and why the customer is saying, hey, I have this problem, then you just kind of start searching for it, right? A better way to do it is just ask someone that knows what the potential problem is. Right. Yeah. Or you could, you know, pay down your own debt ignorance, look through it, try to figure it out and come to a conclusion. So that's why I like, my bad. You know, no, you good, man. No, no, no. You, you, you're on the roll there. I was, I was just saying that you're talking about mentors. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So mentors, coaches, people that are around you instructors, you know, that's why people pay for education, right? Is because there's a professor or an instructor out there that knows more than they do. So why wouldn't you pay them to, to teach you what they know, right? Same way, why you pay like an attorney, why you pay an accountant It's because they have information that you don't have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause now, now that, that definitely makes more sense to me when you say it like that, because when you use the experiences of someone else to help you get through your failure a lot quicker. Or help you avoid it altogether, in a sense. But at this point, we're talking about the failure after the failure. Uh, using that experience will get you to a, the the next point. And that's, I mean, honestly, that's why I, I I kind of like it when I do find out something or find a better way to do something, and I can pass that on to my kids, my nephew, or friends, or anybody, right, who wants the information. And but that's the big thing, though. They gotta be ready for the information. Not everybody's ready for it. They, I try to tell you, you try to tell them something and it's like, ah, nah, nah, nah that, and it won't happen to me or whatever, you know, like, hey, okay. All right. But you never know. This is, if, uh, if you have the information, you're already locked and loaded. So when failure or a problem or whatever comes your way, you're ready to shoot it down. So it, yeah. that's, so it, yeah, having those mentors, having good people in your life that can uh, help get you through tough times or help you avoid the tough times altogether. I mean, I, yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. No, no, I never agree. And then kind of going to our, our next point is, I mean, this is like one of the ones that he really gravitated towards was uh, overcoming the fear of failure. Yeah. So like, and this is more of like the emotional side that we kind of uh, like kind of the, the, that negative self-talk. And I think we kind of talked about that stuff. It's really like that negative self-talk where it, it talks you out of those situations. So like say, like if you want to move out of your parents' house, right, when you're 18 and 
but all these like doubts as in like, could I afford it? Could I, uh, do I, I don't even know what I could deposit is. I don't know, like how to even apply for a bird an apartment, whatever it is, right? Yeah. This is like what this specific portion is about. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I definitely like this section is because I, I do this a lot. If I have fear about something, then I would always just kind of like dip my, my toe in that pool of risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I could, so I can feel, okay, okay. All right. All right. It's okay. It, 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 it's a little cold, but it's okay. You know, like, and then I move forward with trying the next step and the next step. And I, I could use an example of like forming an LLC. So like that, that might scare some people like to start an LLC, but no one said you had to go through with the, the very last process, which is an applying at their, at whatever your state of secretary, right. Or secretary of state. So like, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's the, that's the very, very last process, but it, well, I won't say the very last process. That's the part to get it started. You still got the other things like building, like your bank account and, uh, business credit and, uh, any, uh, doing the insurance. But in the, uh, before that you still could do all the research. Uh, if you, like you could call lawyers because that's exactly what I did. You you call a lawyer, ask them, ask them on advice. Hey, should I start this business? What does it sound like to you? What would what are the things I need to look for with hiring a lawyer? You know, uh, I actually uh, received the free hour of counseling from this lawyer, and that's just what they they just they did that because just to see if you'll be a good client for them, and and it was that basically. I asked them like certain questions. Hey, what I need insurance, what I need this, what I need that. And they actually had the information. They were like, and told me exactly uh, how I should handle that situation. And that was a free hour. And then pointed me to a, a lawyer that would probably be best suited for my situation because they ha- they handled large clients. Hey everyone, quick interruption. I just wanted to say from both Craig and I, thank you for taking the time to listen to us and our random rambling about life. If you have enjoyed this and think even one other person will enjoy this then please share out this link whether you found us on youtube spotify google Podcasts, or any other platform it costs no money and little time but would have a great positive impact for our podcast and brand all right enough with the shameless plug let's get back to the podcast yeah and i, I respect them so much for what they were telling me because uh they they basically saved me time and and what i got was counseling from a from someone that was experienced and that, yeah, that would always uh, stick with me. Other thing I did, I also called uh, a CPA. All right. So, and, and they, but they specifically dealt with businesses. So I, uh, I called a business accountant uh, pretty much. And the same thing I received like good customer service. Like I'm asking questions and they answered my questions and then told me the best solution. So they said, Hey, uh, when uh, your business has been rolling and you're receiving re- revenue for a, what, maybe a month or two or something like that, they were like, then give us a call. So we, you know, then we can help you out more well, with, with your situation. And then mm-hmm. explain to me like how frequently would I probably use, use uh, a CPA, you know, things like that. And, but it all came from me just, Hey, get just dipping my toe in that, that area. Cause I wanted to know, I uh, started looking at banks, right? Looking at, okay, what type of, uh, what bank would be best suited for business account? And that that's, you know, that's something, yeah, I didn't know, but I had to research, right? Mm-hmm. I, and also what I've found out that credit unions are sometimes the the best banks to use when you're mm-hmm. you're first starting out with a business. So, because they're, they're more, I want to say kind of like, it's just like that community college thing, right? It's more of a close knit, they kind of willing, you know, I, I'm a, I can counsel you through this. It's not like big business. Hey, I'm looking for the big clients or whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so but with them, it's uh, it was actually uh, also pretty good because actually when I got to the point where I'm actually I had already filed and I was talking with the bank, they gave me more advice in the process, and I was just like, hey, since you're gonna have to pull your credit anyway, right? How about we pull your credit? Uh, you apply for a credit card, apply for a lot of credit, and get all approved at one time go. And I was like, but I'm saying you wouldn't know this, right? Unless you ask the questions or talk yeah. to somebody about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's other things you can do is you can write a business plan. Uh, I actually received mentorship for free. They uh, they have this free mentorship called SCORE. Right now it's called, uh, they also have the SCORE San Antonio, but uh, this one, uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure if it'll be in other states but uh, or other cities, but this is uh, here uh, in San Antonio. They, so what they do is they, they uh, mentor you on a business, right? They give you advice on how you should get started. They can't give you 
the the lawyer or legal legal they can give you yeah, legal advice and, sure. yeah, yeah then they can give you like so. more of that banking advice they can only give you the, the overview of like how to get started what you should do hey uh have you thought about this maybe you should advertise more or hey maybe you should find a different clientele that's that's what they do and that that uh that that helps helps you get started it actually helped me figure out what i didn't want to do honestly and and so like it like with the the LLC I started I want, I'm like man I want to try something else with it it's basically more of in a repair business but then I was like what if I could do something bigger with it and yeah, it, yeah so it, it actually helped me decide on what I really want to do with it which I haven't got there yet but that's what I'm focusing on like to uh, the, the thing with building uh, real estate things like that trying to build up assets it's all it all leads to a bigger picture in the end yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's why I, you know, um, I thought that I think I was already ready to jump to this one. About <laughs> the dipping, dipping, yeah, dipping a toe into that man. I was like, hey, uh, that's how I built myself up, and, I, and I've done it with other things too. Uh, I mean, say if it, just go as simple as uh, repairing something, right? Mm -hmm. Or repairing something that you've always thought was scary. Like some people are afraid to work on BMWs. Have you ever took a look under the hood? Have you ever tried? You know, what I'm saying, have you ever tried to change the oil? And then as you keep moving on, you're like. Oh, this is not as scary. It's just like any other car, you know. I mean, that's just to look at it in a simple way, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's a definitely. I love the the one where you're talking about like how to start the business and stuff, and it definitely like gave me a lot of things that to think about as well because you know I never really went up to someone and, and asked like, hey, how do I do a, a business plan and stuff like that, or like what's the best way to do it? And definitely like calling people, like as like we talked about, is like to pay down the ignorance and pay down the time. Well, like, yeah. if you didn't call these people, like they probably wouldn't have uh, hastened the the process a little bit more. It was all great, but like, yeah. And then going to your next one about like, have you ever fixed something or have you ever looked into the hood just to try it out, or at least yeah. dip your toes in a little bit, right? And I started doing that a little bit too. Like, let's like say staying with cars and stuff. Where like, so for example, like my car, it had like a check engine light on, right? But you know, I knew that. Place like AutoZone, you can get like a check engine thing for free, and they'll yeah. just kind of tell you what the error is and stuff like that. Um, and then sometimes they'll make recommendations on like what to do. Like if, like for my example, it's uh, one of my O2 sensors is like it's dirty or so it's not broken, it's just dirty. So like yeah, they provided me like a cleaner with it. They provided like a few other things and so so like that was like something. So it's not something I would have normally done. Like I probably would have just taken it to the the shop, but I wanted to learn about it. I wanted to be more informed about my car and so so I enjoyed the experience. And honestly, even that like I actually met someone like plays basketball you do like a little league here in san antonio like he'll invite me out every once in a while to to go shoot moves and stuff and there's just a lot of things that, that happened on that one experience that i personally enjoyed yeah but it, again I, that's why i said i like this one because hey, sometimes things do feel very overwhelming and he's just like hey let me just let me just hop in let me let me be, let me try a little bit and i know some people they're more of the full force people and they just like hey i'm going full force and if i fail then uh, I'll figure it out in the process, you know, which that, that's not bad too, especially if you're a good think on the feet type of person where, yeah. hey, you know how to bounce back real quick from a situation. You go like, okay, someone who can uh, think around things. If that's something adaptive. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. So like the slow, the slow process of just testing it out just a little bit, that's just to get you going. But if you're a person who's like, I'm already, I'm ready to jump off the cliff. I got a parachute. I'm going to jump off the cliff. I'm just going to, I'm just going to see if it works. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. So, and I, I like both strategies because sometimes it, it does help you pay down that ignorance a whole lot quicker when you just jump. And especially if you know that you're the, the, the failure is not as bad. If, if you have low expenses, if you have less responsibilities, if you have, you know, that you don't have much to lose, which I mean, when you're young, that's usually how it goes. You don't have much to lose. Cause I, I, I when I was 19, what I, what I had an apartment. I had an apartment. I had furniture that I had to gather from people. I had nothing. So I knew I had nothing. <laughs> you know, so it's just, it's just one, um, if people understood that, you know, Hey, don't, don't go and buy, if this is your first apartment and you have good credit, don't, don't buy your furniture from a big time furniture store, big commercial furniture store, go, go get secondhand furniture. I mean, yeah. I, you know, thoughts like that, like, and it, like I said, and that's, I'm trying to give out some mentorship now because it makes it easy to bounce back from things when you fail. Right? And so you're not too strapped down for your very first car, unless you, you know, really need 
to have a, a really nice car, you should just start with a, a car that's, you know, very basic, you know, yeah. a Yaris, you know what I'm saying? Anything, right? <laughs> yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? You, you should not be out there trying to find a BMW and you just starting your life out. You should be yeah. working with the bare minimum and, and get going with that. Yeah, and like for me, like like a good like illustration of like how people are very fearful about taking things and well they just don't know like all that ignorance is that like say if you're like in like the middle of the woods, right? And it's like incredibly foggy to where you can't see anything, right? You can't see anything around you, right? But you can't just stay there. Yeah, you you have to go somewhere, you have to, you know, find your way out of the woods. So the next natural thing is just to take the next step, right? Yeah. Just take the next step forward, right? It doesn't have to be the next correct step. It doesn't have to be the most informed step. It doesn't have to be the the best step that you'll ever take. It just has to be the next step, right? And then the next step, right? And then eventually you'll either find your way around, you'll get out of the fog, you'll get out of the forest, whatever it is. But I think that's what people will do is that, you know, they're in the forest, they're in the fog, and they just don't move, right? They're yeah. like you said, they're very paralyzed by, you know, paralysis by analysis. And they're just so afraid of anything happening or they focus on the negative things. So like, say if I take my first step and I fall, right? Or say if I take my first step and, you know, something jumps out at me, you don't actually know that's going to happen. So just, like I said, just take the next step. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, you got your next one. Yeah. Or your... Was it yeah. offer strategies for developing a growth mindset and tips for reframing failure as a learning opportunity? Yeah. So one of the things that you can kind of do to to focus on a growth mindset, and that's always like what I've been wanting to do is, is just focus on growth in general, is one is like embrace challenges, right? Instead of avoiding challenges, embrace them as opportunities for growth and learning. Yes, it may be painful, right? So for example, like like working out. Right. I've always said it like working out doesn't feel good, especially like when you're lifting weights and stuff. Like, like this past week, like I went over to Austin. I wanted to have like a great workout with one of my buddies. And like, he like whipped my butt on it. Right. Like, we were deadlifting. We went up to like three plates and we were just trying to rep those out. And that hurt. And everything else after that just, just hurt. Right. But it, yeah. it provides growth. I mean, not, of course, not just from that one workout, but each iteration or each occurrence that you do it, you will see growth at some point. There was a point where I couldn't deadlift 315, right? There was a point where I could only deadlift 315 for one rep, right? Yeah. Now, you know, I'm able to do it for multiple reps or uh, for multiple sets, whatever it is, right? So uh, I think embracing those additional challenges, even though you're, you may be afraid and you may not know it'll provide another perspective to, to lean on. Yeah. The growth mindset is, is something I adopt with everything. I mean, we, we could take it down to even swimming, right? Uh, definitely was not a strong swimmer, but I was going to make sure that it happened. So what I did is I started learning techniques and start learning uh, the motions and understand that, okay, this is how it feels to drag your, your legs if you're, you're doing a freestyle. I mean, next I want to start doing more uh, movements. I, I'm going to say, but you have different strokes. That's what it yeah, is, strokes. strokes yeah. yeah, yeah. So I want to start learning different strokes so I can have multiple tools. When if I get dropped into some water somewhere, if it happens, hopefully it doesn't <laughs> happen like that. <laughs> then I, I have multiple ways out of the water. You know. <laughs> yeah, but the the thing is, like learning by doing that, by getting myself in the water, I actually started to get rid of fears by learning something new. I dropped a new fear and I was like, okay, well, the water isn't as bad, you know, to be fully submerged in underwater like that. You just know, Hey, to kick your legs like this, to get away, never stand vertical in any water, or you're going to fall straight down unless you're doing movements to keep yourself going. Uh, is it sculling or singing something like that where you, you're constantly moving your arms and water. Yeah. Well, the treading water, uh, yeah, 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 treading water. You're right. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Uh, yeah. So like just, or either making yourself float, understanding that having oxygen in your lungs can uh, make your body rise. So then when you know that you have a, a full of air in your lungs to, if you need to float uh, because you're tired, you know, understanding that situation or, uh, just knowing, okay, once you put your head underwater, the first thing you should be doing is breathing out, uh, not holding your breath because the, the CO2, once it starts to build up in your lungs, start to make you feel like you're already suffocating. 
mm-hmm. like understanding this situation and then like building your lung capacity, all that. But it, it all came from me wanting to learn something new. Uh, and that was, and it's again, I probably mentioned it on the podcast. The reason why I did this, cause I want to do more fun things in the water with my children. You know, if we wanted to do snorkeling and yeah. the, the water isn't as shallow, but like you're still over the top of the water, you can see what's going on. Like all those things that I want to do that and oh, swimming far out because uh, I remember we were at the beach. They had this, I want to say this thing was probably 50, 50 feet out away from shore, but like everybody was getting, I didn't say everybody. It, it was a few people that were getting on it and my kids were like pointing over there. Can we go over there? And I'm like, I don't know about this. I don't even know what's in the water down there. <laughs> I don't know how deep it is. I don't know. <laughs> but then I want to, uh, you know, you know, like by exposing myself to more water, which I found out from swimming is that what you, that's what you do is you keep exposing yourself to it. You reduce the fears of like things may be below you, but then like, Hey, you know how to scope out the situation before you go. <laughs> you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So it, it all, it all came from that growth mindset. Wanted to learn something new. IT, what we do, right? Yeah. Like you have to have a growth mindset. If you don't, you will, you will get lost. Like you'll get passed up for promotion. You get the, the next person coming in is gonna, I won't say take your job, but they, they're going to be the, they're going to be the new hot thing that yeah. where they're getting the promotions, but you're not getting the promotion. So it's like, it, it's the, it, it's always, you know, to always keep that self, keep yourself going, growing, 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 you, you know, to make, uh, get yourself to the next step. And then also, I think it, it, uh, it helps with the brain, right? It's just, mm-hmm. the, um, hold memory retention trying something new because i think i was watching a documentary on this and it was about the longevity like once you reach a certain age you're starting to deteriorate but if you're a person who's learning something new it actually helps your brain with alzheimer's that like mm. you're you're yeah you're you're uh, it, uh i forget exactly what it's called like i said there's documentaries on it there's a lot of things on it but one of the processes they were doing is they were uh being more active and they also learned a new thing and it was to help them through that process of getting older mm. and they, they, they weren't, you know, forgetting who they are or they weren't as flexible because they were constantly doing things. Right. Uh, that sounds like a really good, good one to kind of look into. Uh, and like a lot of things, uh, that kind of help with like the growth mindset and we've kind of been talking about is, uh, of course, learning from failure, but realizing that just like, you know, failure is a part of life. And instead of saying, well, or instead of feeling bad about yourself because you didn't do something right or because something happened and it, and it failed, just look at it and like and say, well, this time it didn't go right. What could I have done better? Right? Yeah. Like, you know, one of my favorite stories uh, about like Kobe is that when he missed that, that game-winning shot against, I think, the Heat or against yeah. Miami, literally like after the game, all his like, all the other players of the Lakers at what's called a little party uh, out in Miami, where he went back to the gym and he just continued to practice that that shot that he missed, right? He just yeah. continued to practice to where, and, and it's, you know, he, of course, Kobe's like a very extreme type of person to where, of course, he would do that, right? Like, that's just like his entire mindset is like, well, I need, like, everyone's counting on me. I need to do this, right? I'm not saying you had to go to that extreme, but it was a, a good lesson to say that Kobe's had been winning championships, right? Like, this one game wasn't gonna like kill his his wealth it wasn't gonna kill his his status but he realized that hey i didn't do this right i need to get this better this specific thing so i'm going to continue to work on it yeah no that's uh growth mindset especially when it comes to failure that is a a great way to do that just learn from the mistake put in the put in the effort put in the work uh try something new see if it if it turns into a new situation yeah so so yeah i definitely yeah that's a good one uh, did you have any other points you want to make on that? You got a lot on here, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, I think I, I think okay, okay, yeah, all right. Uh, let's. Well, we're headed down to our frugal and cheap. <laughs> hey, you missed the whole thing, man. What's up, man? <laughs> My bad, bro. These cats, they all around. <laughs> all right, I see you got a dry out laundry. Are you talking about hanging clothes? Yeah, I'm talking about hanging clothes. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. No, I, I I know about that, man. I grew up with uh with my my grandmother, yeah. and that was something that that she did. Uh, but, yeah, so like they'll wash the clothes and then they go hang them. Uh, but I did. I think she still had a dryer. That was the yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only emergency <laughs> though. Yeah, so I, I was like, uh, and, and maybe that was just a just a thing they like to do. Uh, only thing that you know happens, you get bugs or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, because they'll, they'll attach themselves to your clothes when. 
when you're getting ready to bring them in. Yeah, but, that's why you bring them out and stuff before you fall. Yeah, but I don't know. What do you, what do you think when, you, when it comes to uh, being frugal or cheap? Because some people may just like it, you know? They just like, I don't know. I, I think it, it really depends on where you're at, right? So yeah. If you're selling it. My you know, like brother and parents, they live in Hawaii and stuff. So it's typically like fairly sunny and stuff. Yeah. For like, you know, if you're in the hills or if you're early morning, late at night. So like, it's just, but it's more commonplace to do it there just because of the weather. So, but if you're just like, if you're still trying to do it and, you know, you ain't got like the nicest weather to do it in, I don't know, man. Like, I, I personally don't, I don't like dry, like there, there are certain things I'll dry, like, yeah, like jeans and stuff. Like, I'll try to hang dry and stuff because, you know, to keep them a little bit nicer stuff like that you don't want to ruin them in the dryer oh uh, but like if it's just like gym clothes stuff like that yeah no, i'll toss yeah now I, I, it's uh i again if you're if you have put if you put thought in it and you have uh, you have a dryer and you're just trying to save electricity uh it could be frugal uh i mean but if you look at it from you know i, I don't want to ever use electricity or whatever i don't know maybe it could be cheap i don't know I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, what's the, because to me, like, sometimes it's a time thing, as in, like, it, it takes a, a decent amount of time. If you're not, like I said, if you're not in, like, a good area where it's, like, always hot or, or consistently hot. Yeah. And, like, say if you're, like, hanging them inside for some reason, like, that's not, not going to work out. Like, you'll probably get a little bit more mold and mildew due to the, uh, the guys just kind of stay out there. So, uh, but for me, it's more of, like, a time thing, as in, like, I can just toss in the dryer, let it run for maybe 45 yeah. minutes, and it's, good yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean i don't know ever, ever since i've had a dryer i don't think i've ever want to hang my clothes i don't trust people especially <laughs> you you live you know a lot of these boxes neighborhoods we live in right it's all the suburbia you know and you ha have your clothes out to dry yeah <laughs> come back on your clothes oh <laughs> your clothes go yeah man i don't i don't know man yeah and you definitely if you lived in an apartment you've you've Surely could do that, yeah. Uh, man, unless you live on like, like maybe the outside, of maybe like the, the higher uh, floors, you just have it out on your balcony. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I guess you, you you're never you're never safe anyway. Because it, it reminds me of a story. I had a roommate that uh, he was. We were at uh, University of Southern Mississippi. That's the university out there, right? And uh, uh, basically, he was drying his clothes, but somebody somebody took the clothes out. But instead of just leaving the clothes up top, they just took, they took his jacket or sweatshirt or something like that. And then he saw somebody with that sweatshirt. Oh, and like, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, I know that's mine, man. He's like, I'm the only one that bought that. You know, I don't think he ever confronted him. But like, <laughs> every time he saw him, he's like, hey, yeah, Jack, yeah, that's what. Yeah, man. But that was, I thought that was, that was funny. <laughs> it, it, it made me want to stick close to my, my clothes. That <laughs> <laughs> so yeah alright man I guess we'll get out of here alright thank you everyone for listening this is Craig and Jay signing off the Troubleshoot Light Podcast we'll see you next week please like and subscribe next week